hi and welcome to another episode of Wellness in the Workplace. My name is Mbadim Zinyane and I am your host. Wellness in the Workplace is a podcast that aims to equip new and experienced professionals with the tools and insights to navigate challenging workplace dynamics. And in today's episode, we are talking about managing stress and avoiding burnout. Being in a pandemic over the last two years has really exacerbated the pressures that we feel in our day-to-day lives and this has led to increased stress, increased anxiety, fatigue and potentially even premature burnout. And to unpack this topic with me today, I have occupational therapist and creator of Advocacy for Mental Health, Makungu Baloi, and we're going to be chatting about this. Welcome to Wellness in the Workplace. Thank you, Mbali. I've been looking forward to it ever since we spoke on Instagram. Yes, I've also been looking forward to it because I have been following you on social as well and I'm a fan of your work and a fan of just, you know, the awareness that you're driving Mm -hmm. on social media around mental health, around mental disabilities Mm -hmm. and I'm just hoping we can tap into some of that insight of yours on today's episode. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, but before we get straight Mm -hmm. into our topic um i usually ask my guests to just mm. introduce themselves um to our audience um so please just share who makungu baloi is and what exactly you do with your work as an occupational therapist yeah thank you um so yes as you've introduced me so beautifully uh, i'm an occupational therapist by profession I'm also just in the process of completing my master's degree. It's also in mental health, um, which I'm excited about. Um, Yeah, and I have the page Advocacy for Mental Health, which aims to raise awareness regarding Mm. mental illness, as well as how to take care of your mental health. Because I've realized that as much as I'm treating patients with mental disability, the public at large Mm. are the people that my patients are going back to who need to be aware of the different Um, disabilities but also how to take care of themselves so that they don't end up in uh, sort of that similar situation or worse Mm, mm. Um, yeah so occupational therapy as you've mentioned so nicely before we started talking (laughs) it's reintegrating people back into society yeah Um, yeah. so how we do this based on someone's disability so Mm. we work throughout all ages from the moment you're born Mm. till old age right Mm. we teach you skills or we treat your physical or mental disability, and we also adapt the environment so that you're able to live your roles independently, Mm. your quality of life is improved, and you're able to function within that role that you're given. Mm. Mm. Love that. And I mean, that's a very clear and distinct um, (laughs) description of occupational therapy because before we came on, I was asking you about the difference between a normal psychologist or therapist versus an occupational therapist. And Mm. um, yeah, I think you've highlighted exactly uh, what the difference is, or uh, the difference rather is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, going straight into today's topic, talking about stress. I think we talk about stress just in general, not yeah. really understanding what exactly it is and the impact it has on our bodies, as well as the chemical reactions mm-hmm. uh, within our bodies when we are stressed out. So mm-hmm. what happens to our bodies when we're stressed mm-hmm. at a biological level? Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, because <laughs> yes, they're normal, I'd say normal things that stress us, like the traffic, maybe mm-hmm. a deadline, mm-hmm. but also relational difficulty, a loss, loss of a job, etc. Um, and sort of, it also happens, as you said, on a biological level. So mm-hmm. our bodies... um, respond to that stressor right Mm. and our brains then locate or 
lets our nervous system know that, okay, we're stressed right now. Mm. Then cortisol um, gets released. Cortisol is a hormone in the brain, a stress response, right? Mm. Um, and in that stress response, we either fight flight or we freeze mm. right so have you ever noticed when let's say a dog is coming at you you mm. either i don't know anyone <laughs> who'd fight the dog yeah. but you either run away and you mm. like surprise how did i get so far right mm. that adrenaline mm. or you freeze and you don't know what to do because mm. those are different stress responses that people have mm. right? so when we're stressed we either fight flight or freeze mm. but then with that there are also other physiological changes it changes to appetite yeah right we start trembling right sure. um gastro changes uh you know you have diarrhea mm. maybe before a test or mm. before you have to public speak right mm. there's also psychological changes where mm. your memory thought blank right sure. or racing thoughts all the thoughts come at once yeah. your concentration is decreased mm. right um and i'd say for longer term type of stress you'd also see your skin starts flaking or you know breaking out mm. and um you can literally see it maybe your hair starts falling out your in your nails as well sure. um so there is a definite physiological response that happens due to this cortisol that is released mm. whether it's once off where it helps you fight flight or or freeze mm. um but then over periods of time then it might have those changes to your physiology where even your blood pressure mm. um gets increased mm. your, your heart rate and so on mm. um that can cause other serious uh, medical conditions if not treated or managed yeah yeah, yeah. sure um those are a lot of signs actually <coughs> yeah. that um that one can always refer to um to indicate if they are stressed out but mm. i think there are varying degrees of stress yeah um and and how would you then you know differentiate um if this is a healthy level of stress versus mm. a severe and healthy one that could have prolonged effects on your well-being yeah um i'd like to add the good and the bad stresses okay so there's distress mm. and with distress our response is usually decreased functioning so we don't want to get out of bed mm. uh, maybe a loss a divorce mm. a breakup you know mm. you're not necessarily motivated and want to continue you know yeah. um, you just kind of maybe need a break etc where you stress the good type of stress is where you're motivated maybe you get a promotion you're going on a date you're getting married buying a car mm. so then your your increased vitality mm. so we have sort of i'd say good and bad stresses where we respond accordingly mm. but in terms of the severity mm. stress is a part of life yeah. um and if the stress is untreated so even things like in traffic yeah. that might seem i'd say small and can be treated when i get to work or yeah. when i'm in yeah. a free lane yeah. but if it's untreated and i have the same sort of responses for long periods of time it can cause muscle tension mm. and all of a sudden then i'm like walking with a hunch for example or i have sort of um sure not necessarily walking with a hunch but mm. sort of you can feel it mm. physiologically like you can literally feel the, the knots tension. in your yeah mm. uh, the tension that wasn't treated so mm. i wouldn't say there's sort of mild and severe stress okay. but it can grow to that uh, point if it's not treated mm. um, yes there is acute stresses where a mm. car accident it's not something that happens every day yes and you kind of have to then you still go through the same fight flight or freeze response mm. um, but in terms of severity it only leads to if it's chronic stress then it can lead to things like burnout or sure. diagnosable um, medical conditions because mm. maybe ulcers or um, chronic headaches or um, mm. something like that where I hadn't treated the initial stress response yeah. if that makes yeah. sense no that yeah. makes a lot of sense yeah mm. so then how can we go about 
being proactive about mm. managing these day-to-day stresses mm. because we are going back to work now. Yeah. We're stuck in traffic. We run late. We have mm. all these things that we're juggling between mm. work and life. And it's almost inevitable that we mm. will experience a certain level of stress in our yeah. day-to-day lives so how can we be more proactive about managing stress at work in mm. our day-to-day lives etc yeah yeah i'd say there could be two approaches to this and mm. um, the first is a lifestyle change or a lifestyle adaptation okay and then the second is that seems now. big yeah it is because <laughs> we know stress is a part of life yeah. it's like saying i know i'm gonna eat i yeah. know i'm gonna have to sleep i know i'm gonna have to face this and this person so Mm. what do I do then to manage myself right Mm. so that's why Mm. I say it's sort of a lifestyle adaptation Mm. the second one is then when I'm stressed what do I do so Mm. with the lifestyle adaptation it's uh, building yourself up since you know that stress is a part of life and I want to add in the word resilience which isn't really uh, a word that is you know celebrated yeah Yeah. it doesn't have good connotations lately (laughs) but resilience basically means how can I still face my my struggles mm. heal from it and then still go back mm. to my community and still contribute so mm. it's not saying deal with it or take it and take it and then until you can't anymore it's how can i put measures in place that mm. when stress happens i get to process and deal with it and mm. then continue so that's mm. resilience so resilience um, is like a muscle essentially exactly yeah. and we yeah. even use sort of like an elastic band analogy mm. Mm. Right? is that you're still able to live your purpose and find meaning in life even mm. though we know that difficulty is a part of yeah. life yeah. Um, yeah so the first one i would say exercise <laughs> Um, because mm. of we've mentioned the physiological changes that happen mm. when we're stressed, mm. uh, stress takes a toll on your body. It's important mm. to exercise to build those vit- vital organs mm. um, to really make your heart muscles stronger. Mm. Um, also, that muscle tension, mm. right? It also channels your emotions when you're stressed. Mm. Okay, so recommended 30 minutes, three times, three to five times a week. Mm. Okay, another one is sleep. So yes. we go through, yeah. <laughs> I remember you shared a post about why sleep is important yeah. on World Sleep Day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I really yeah. love sleep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, because there are certain, we go through different sleep stages and mm. not to go too much in depth, mm. but each sleep cycle and sleep stage, something important happens. Mm. And essentially... Please do take us through that. Mm, this is where I'm like, did I prepare? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but okay. So briefly yeah. said, the first stage or the first cycle is light sleep okay i can still hear the phone ringing i Mm. can still hear people it's easy to wake me up Mm. the second and third stage summarized um it's when i'm going into deep sleep my Mm. muscles become paralyzed my temperature drops Mm. right it's difficult to wake me up my breathing becomes regular Mm. okay so this is where it's like difficult to wake someone up Mm. and they're in deep sleep sleep, yeah then the last stage um, is called repetitive eye movement where mm. dreaming happens, mm. breathing becomes irregular. You can mm. sort of, you know, you can see that someone's dreaming, yeah. you're sweating, etc. Yeah. Yeah. So in deep sleep is where rejuvenation happens. You okay. know, the short term goes into long term. Mm. Your muscle, your body restores itself and rejuvenates. Mm. Okay. So each sleep stage has different sleep cycles or bundles, okay. and each bundle um, is about ninety minutes, mm. which then accounts to the seven to nine hours of sleep. 
that they say mm. adults should have. Mm. So it's not just a number that was conjured. Um, it's actually scientific mm. so that you can rest and restore mm. to combat stress. Mm. So have you noticed that days when you've slept for two hours? Like you with, are stressed you know, and even anxious. The, mm, <laughs> even the smallest things mm. are very, you, you snap at people that mm. you wouldn't usually do. So um, that's another way. So exercise, sleep, mm. and then your diet. Mm. Um, you can obviously go in depth with a, you know, certified nutritionist a dietitian yeah um, but there are foods that give us energy and food that take away our energy yeah, right? yeah and it's important to then consume foods that decrease that inflammation and you know hydrate yourself mm. essentially so food mm. um, or nutrition diet sleep and exercise those are sort of the long-term i'd say adaptations that you need to to put into place mm. and then psychologically as well since mm. we know that stress takes a toll on my psychology not mm. only on my physical body mm. Mm. so i'm an advocate for journaling yes um because with journaling you're able to clarify your thinking you're mm. able to put thoughts on paper you're able to identify your triggers mm. as well mm. so putting in journaling or speaking to a support structure or people that you can trust as a form of sort of long-term I wouldn't say it's stress um, management technique, yeah, but more yeah. of because I know stress is a part of life, let me put these measures in, in place, place yep. so that when I'm stressed, it doesn't take so much at all on my physical body, mm. um, psychologically, and sort of now I'm isolated and I have no one to speak to because I didn't have these things in uh, place. Yeah, in these the outlets, yes, mm. yes. Mm. So now I sort of want to move on to the now I'm stressed, what then? Since mm. yes, I have these measures in place. But now when I'm stressed, what can I do? Mm, so mm. I'll suggest the breathing technique. Yes. So because um, your body or when you're stressed, cortisol is secreted and it's, it stimulates that fight, flight or freeze response. Mm, mm. Breathing allows oxygen to come into your muscles, mm. into your bloodstream, mm. and it helps to also relax. Mm. Right? It sort of counters that that moment of stress, yes. right? Or those type of reactions. Mm. Um, so uh, diaphragmatic breathing is where you put your hand on your chest yeah. and on your belly, and then you breathe in through your nose. Yeah, four Just to like five this. seconds. <laughs> Imagine there's a balloon in your belly that yeah. you're blowing up as you yeah. breathe in. Yeah. Then as you breathe out, mm. you breathe out through your nose, your mm. mouth, mm. Um, and then, and so on. About mm. four to five times and really just listen to your breathing okay mm. another one is also putting ice or a cold doesn't have to be ice maybe a fruit or anything yes, around yes. your face that also helps with the mindfulness mm -hmm. uh, but it also sort of gets your body into that okay mm. we're back into where are we now what's happening in this moment mm. so those are sort of the two techniques that you can apply mm. um if you feel that okay how do i manage the stress that i'm having right now but it's really a lifestyle adaptation change, more than yeah. anything yeah yeah, yeah. okay mm. um let's talk about burnout mm. <laughs> so yeah. at what point does one experience burnout yeah. and in answering that question what exactly is it or what does it mean yeah. when we say we are burnt out yeah yeah um so with burnout it's actually classified as a work-related phenomenon okay um, where you experience prolonged or chronic stress mm. so it's not the same as stress so high levels of stress mm. is not burnout mm. but if i'm experiencing stress and it's unmanaged mm. for long periods of time then mm. it can lead to burnout, burnout. Okay. and the reason burnout um, is different to stress is because stress i can manage so mm. i'm stressed right now a deadline is coming up mm. i can manage it but burnout is that 
a stage where you can no longer just go on a holiday, mm. can no longer just do a breathing technique mm. or decrease your workload mm. to cure the burnout. It mm. either takes months or even years um, to treat it sure. because you've reached that level of apathy for your work, yeah. low motivation, mm. you're becoming absent, you're mm. becoming cynical, mm. um, you're mm. no longer sort of motivated, you're not concentrating as much, mm. You're so you're isolating yourself from your yeah, colleagues. Yeah. So it's it's sort of that it happens, it doesn't just happen. It happens of after long periods of unmanaged stress. Stress, yeah. Um yeah, then yeah. then burnout. That that's essentially yeah. what burnout so is. So what now. what happens at a psychological level when you're burnt out and also at a physiological level in terms of your body? Mm. Um, how does your body respond to burnout? Mm. So energy levels, mm. right? Low energy levels. Mm. Um, I'd say even sleep difficulty. Mm. So with stress, you're also experiencing sleep difficulty and usually know, okay, I'm stressed because of this and this. Yeah. But with burnout, it can be long-term. Now you're not even identifying what the actual problem is in it terms is, of yeah. my sleep difficulty. Yeah. Your appetite has yeah. changed. You've you're eating too much or too little mm. your motivation so psychologically mm. you're not motivated for the things you used to be motivated for your mood is affected mm. so you're no longer maybe excited um, to do the things that you normally would mm. um, and then that takes a toll on your self-esteem mm. as well mm. so it's kind of i'd say burnout it's not a mental illness per se yeah but it is yeah. a it can be diagnosed as a, men- a medical condition yeah um because of all those other symptoms that yeah. are long term and not just out of okay if we remove a stressor Mm. your stress will go away Mm. if you remove the stressor with burnout you still feel feel that deep sense of apathy Mm. and Mm. not accomplishing Mm. the things that you used to do at Mm. work or not even motivated um so i'd say yeah physiologically um psychologically it's those long-term changes in appetite your your muscle tension but long term yeah um, yeah yeah look as you're talking i mean some of the symptoms that you're highlighting both yeah. physiologically and psychologically um, remind me of depression. Yeah. So yeah. is would you say that burnout um, can lead to depression or mm. is a form of depression? Mm. I, I would say that because, you know, with stress, let's say I'm stressed right now, mm. um, I have a gastro difficulty or my mm. you know and then I'm diagnosed with ulcers mm. later because I didn't manage the stress mm. so with that with that being said the same with burnout and psychologically that right now I might be stressed I have you know thoughts racing and then it happens for long periods of time it can lead to conditions such as anxiety mm. depression mm. because it wasn't managed and because mm. a person is so holistic there are many factors that contribute to you as a person that yes I, I would say um, that not that you know burnout equals depression, mm. but I wouldn't be surprised when uh, someone is burnt out, but they also have underlying depression, depression. or they ah, have depression underlying because mm. it can lead to the to the other mm. because you're also living a, a holistic life. So mm. you might be burnt out at work, but then something happens in your other life, your social mm. life, and then mm. that can sort of affect as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But there's also just a perception that, you know, burnout happens to people at a later stage in their career. So after they've gone through, you know, years and years of stress or Mm. of being in stressful environments, then they experience, you know, burnout. And that's when they either Mm. go on a sabbatical or take time off work or whatever the case is. But 
I don't think that's the case, yeah. actually. I feel like mm. it can happen at any stage of mm. your career. What are your thoughts on that? Mm, I agree with you. Mm. Um, and I think because, you know, the older generation might say, oh, but you're so young. Yes, um, yes. People think that because we're young, we, are, yeah. we have vitality, yeah. we have all this energy, mm. um, and that we wouldn't be, you know, prone to something like burnout. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think, yes, I can see the truth in terms of, We've just you're starting to earn a salary. Yes, you're yes. buying the things that you you know they deem as success. You mm. know, a house, a car, mm. all these mm. lovely things that are happening. Mm. Um, but uh, there are stages to burnout. Mm. So the first stage is the honeymoon stage. The okay. five stages. Okay. So the first stage would look like the honeymoon stage where you experience job satisfaction okay. and motivation. Yes. You're taking on tasks. <laughs> you know, you're just, you want to do more. Mm. You want to do over and above. People mm. are saying, no, calm down. You're like, no, mm. I have the energy. Yeah. I can do this, right? Mm. And then level two would be stress where, okay, okay. deadlines are now starting to pile up. Mm. Then, you know, you're becoming stressed. But mm. obviously because we know burnout is unmanaged stress yeah then it leads to chronic stress which is long-term stress Mm. now i'm not managing the stress it's Mm. making me stressed it's Mm. causing more stress Mm. then i lead to leads to burnout yeah um, which if obviously we've we've determined that it takes years or months to to heal Mm. or work through burnout so i agree with them that in terms of the younger generation have much more energy but if we if take on that mentality that it won't happen to me because and we stay in the honeymoon phase yeah. and we don't deal with the stresses that come, we can lead, it can lead to burnout. So yeah, mm. I agree. It happens to anyone at any stage mm. of mm. life or their job. Yeah. Mm. And how do we then take these preventative and mm. proactive measures to avoid burnout? Mm. I mean, just before we, we came on, <laughs> I mentioned that I was on leave and yeah. um, I'm feeling so energized because mm. I took time out. And I think that is one of the preventative ways yeah. I've been able to do that. But outside of just, you know, taking time off work, um, you know, as regularly as possible, mm. uh, still maintaining, obviously, a sense of commitment to your job. Mm. Um, how else do you then make sure that you prevent um, and you avoid the risk of burnout yeah Yeah. um i think it's also adding those things in your day Mm. so not sort of waiting for leave because we only get limited amount of days yeah so after work do something creative that sort of breaks that work-life um cycle if i can Mm. call it that Mm. so maybe take a walk Mm. um make a meal a creative meal Mm. do dance do something creative for yourself right Mm. um and with that i'm speaking of rest Mm. and nurturing yourself Mm. so since we know that stress is a part of life and burnout is not doesn't discriminate yeah so yeah (laughs) so really consider rest not after you've done a hard job or after you've completed Mm. a project after three months but Mm. schedule it every week maybe every day after work where you schedule just rest time, me mm. time, mm. just to really check in with yourself. Do something you love, something you enjoy. Mm. I know hobbies, people are like, oh, I don't have hobbies. <laughs> but really, it doesn't have to be anything, you know, like now go paint a canvas. But yeah. just do something fun. Listen to a song, video call a friend, watch a joke, mm. jokes or something like that mm. just to really get that creativity going. Mm. Um, so self-care, that's yeah. self-care. Yeah. And then I also want to say, be aware of your own triggers, mm. um, your stress triggers, your stress response, mm. self-awareness. So be aware. Okay, I usually take on tasks and then at the end, I'm um, like... Depleted. Yeah, depleted. Yeah. So really yeah. knowing yourself and your stress response and then mm. applying those stress management 
techniques that we've spoken about, those mm. lifestyle adaptation. Mm. And then boundaries. Mm. Um, I think there are many reasons why one may struggle to say no at work. Yes. Maybe yes. you're starting out, you want to be seen as the hero, mm. um, but really realizing, okay, if I want to be sustainable in this job, mm. do I, I should work maybe what I've already signed on my contract. Yeah. Or maybe I should yeah. prioritize my, my lunch breaks. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't take on tasks that are not a part of my schedule. Or maybe I should only do things for others after I've done my own work. Mm. So putting boundaries in place at work or not taking work home or having yeah. a separate place where I work yeah. that is not in my lounge. Yeah. So putting boundaries in place that you're not now, work is everywhere you go, mm. um, will also assist um, with sort of preventative measures for burnouts. And I yeah. think the most important thing is yeah. just that mindset of realizing that it can happen. It's mm. not, yeah, it, it can, can happen, happen to you. you. So I should mm. apply these measures because mm. I want to be sustainable at work mm. and not necessarily I want to slow down. It actually mm. will help you to be productive in the long run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Mm. Okay, so you highlighted uh, prioritizing rest and mm. I previously did an episode on rest mm. um, on the podcast. So I want to ask you how you're prioritizing rest yeah. <laughs> and you're managing stress in your life. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely... Every day, with, not every day, every week when I plan my week, mm. I always look for my rest day. Like, mm. where's, I only work for six days. Mm. Yes, there are days where I'm not saying, you know, I'm, I do it this consistently, but yes. I would say that's one principle I apply where mm. I just schedule one day off. Mm. It's a Sunday or Saturday or mm. whenever I'm off at work. Mm. And that's where I get to paint, pay, go to the swimming class, you know, try something new. Yeah. Um, even sometimes just to watch series. But I really just put it first. Like, yeah. you know how people save their money yeah. first? Yeah. I prioritize rest, rest first, first. Yeah. Um, yeah. depending on the day that I think is, is most free for me. Mm. So that's one way I do it. And then I, I think for me, creating content is yes. a form of rest for me. Yeah. Like those reels. Yeah, she does I, really good content. <laughs> I really enjoy um, <laughs> the music mm. and it helps me just to dance like mm. in my apartment and um, those little things for me is how I rest in my day, but I definitely prioritize a day or even if it's a half day, a week where I'm just not focusing on work, not mm -hmm. focusing on anything but like me and creativity. So that's mm -hmm. one way. Um, and in terms of managing stress, yes. uh, exercise. Yes. Gym, like mm. the gym classes for me are everything because I'm motivated. It's five o'clock, we have step, you know? Mm. So I know I can release or express myself in that sense. Um, and yeah, sometimes I just curl up in bed and then I'm like, shoo, you know all these things, you know? Why are you <laughs> yeah. applying them? Yeah. Um, but I'm grateful to have a support structure that knows, Makungu, you're not being yourself. Like you haven't been yourself the past mm. week. What's happening? And then I'm able to talk to others. So I think... I've established support where I know that every Wednesday I must receive a call from this friend. Mm. Every Thursday we're meeting with these group of friends. Then mm. when I'm not there, I have to be accountable and obviously say, guys, I'm not well. Yeah. So they can check up on me. So yeah. um, I am grateful for that, but yeah. don't always get it right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all mm. a learning. It's all a learning. Yeah. Cool. So it wouldn't be an episode on wellness in the workplace if I don't ask you as my guest about, mm. you know, a bonus questions. Um, and the first one is what podcast, video, or book that you've listened to or read that shifted your perspective about work? Mm. Sure. I can't remember the specific name of the podcast. Mm. I'm not sure if it's the Michelle Obama podcast or because I'm listening to also like to my sisters, a mm. lot of podcasts. But I remember one of them mentioning that um, 
you you know work will always will always be able to replace you sure um but your husband your kids your family they only have one you Ooh. and that really shifted my perspective to think okay my family members you know they only have me mm. their daughter there's only one makungu at mm. home who mm. plays a very important role in the family dynamic whereas at work yes i i believe i do bring value but there's always going to be another ot who needs to to do the work as well mm. who can do the work yeah. um so I, that for me shifted my perspective to really put my priorities in place that yeah. as much as i will work but i will also realize that my first priority is the people who if i'm not there there's no one else who will fill in the void yeah. so yeah, yeah i think that's so sure, that. that's a that's a huge perspective shift actually yeah. very good yeah. um and what does wellness in the workplace look like for you mm. firstly for sure. yourself when yeah. you are at work and yeah. also for some of the patients that would come to you and mm. maybe just you know seek advice on what to look out for in a mm. healthy work environment sure yeah, yeah. Um, for me, it's definitely, um, we're allowed to like listen to music while we're doing our admin. Mm. Um, for me, that really is just, I can put on my gospel, mm. I can put on, you know, mm. the, what I'm listening, yeah, it can motivate me, but also I'm grateful for like my watch. Yeah. It helps me after every hour I'm able to take a stretch. Mm. So I usually just go take a stretch, make myself some tea or mm. drink some water. Mm. So just sort of like an external hello, you've been sitting for too long. That for me looks like wellness, especially, um, I also prioritize my lunches. Yes. I really enjoy just working hard Mm. and then lunchtime is how are you guys doing? What Mm. you guys do this weekend? Mm. So those little things for me look like wellness for me in the workplace. And then with regards to my patients, Mm. I've noticed that a lot of times it's the boundaries Mm. um, where maybe they've been doing extra, where Mm. they're not meant to do extra or maybe conflict at work. Sure. And then either other people are taking advantage of them yeah. or stuff like that. So it's, it's usually a more of standing up for yourself, mm. realizing that maybe this is where I let something go mm. or I have to change perspective altogether. Mm. Um, because essentially you're still building yourself. You're still building the skill, but maybe not in the same institution yep. or the same environment that is toxic to you. So I think a lot of my patients, majority, I would say it's a boundary issue more than mm. anything. Mm. Um and once that is changed, then their well-being improves. Yeah, yeah. improvement. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. And then lastly, what are the three things you tell your younger self about being a professional, a yeah. working professional? Sure. <laughs> um, I'd say, like, you're still you. Yeah. Because I think for me, a lot of times, especially with the movies, like, you see the, the women at work, they become this, like, different person and serious yes. and and for me i've always felt like okay i must be this person and yes. then when i'm out of work i'm this mm. person mm. but bringing my personality to my job mm. and like the same person i am at work mm. okay to a certain degree but i am outside of work the mm. same jokes mm. and and all that and it's really freeing mm. to know that i can still work on myself and bring it to work so yes. you're still you authenticity mm. yeah. like it's it's really freeing and mm. yeah um, and another thing is transferable skills. So, yes, yes I know that this is your dream job, but mm-hmm. realize that you're also building yourself up. Yes. So as much as you're working even a job that isn't what you qualified for mm. at the moment, build those transferable skills for yourself. So mm. um, even if I'm not working as an OT, I'll always be looking at ways to advocate, ways mm. to assist mm. and improve. Doesn't necessarily need to be patient therapist contact Mm. but how can i still build myself up 
Mm. Um, build those skills that for me, those transferable skills that I can use in another institution. Mm. Um, mm. And the last one, sure, but that I'll tell myself, sure, I don't think I have, I have Three. a third one. <laughs> okay, um, I think it's those two, like yeah. just bring your personality yeah. to the table as well, bring you yeah. and then um, use your job to build yourself up your self-confidence yeah yeah yeah, that's another thing so for me i think speaking to patients on a daily basis has Mm. really helped me to just build that self-confidence that i needed i've always tried to articulate myself better so Mm. i'm like okay i'm talking to people every day let me practice this Mm. with people instead of like doing it on the side Mm. or something Mm. like that Mm. yeah okay okay and any closing remarks about our topic about advocacy for mental health which Mm. is your instagram page Mm. or anything um in relation to just well-being and wellness um overall Mm. not specifically in the workplace yeah sure um i think closing remark is treat yourself like a resource Mm. um and by this i mean I'd like to bring in the golden is the golden goose analogy. Okay, what is that? So you are a goose. You produce (laughs) golden eggs. Yes. But instead of hammering the goose to produce more eggs, rather take care of the goose so that it's consistent in producing the golden eggs. Don't become greedy now Mm. and try and and work yourself um, so that you can produce the same amount of work. Realize Mm. that you're a resource, and for the resource to keep going. You need, you need to, to pour into yourself, yourself mm. and be sustainable, be mm. intentional so that you can keep producing those golden eggs mm. instead of like, I need to get them all now mm. and and then mm. realize without then you the have goose, nothing left. Yeah, without the goose, yeah. there are no eggs. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that. I really, really like that. Mm. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Really appreciate mm. your insights. Please do follow Makunga's page on Instagram. It's at Advocacy for Mental Health. And also while you're there, you can follow Wellness in the Workplace. It is at Wellness in the Workplace underscore. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're watching, if you're listening, thank you for your support. My name is Mbalim Zingane. I'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. This podcast is brought to you by Fende Media. Fende Media builds podcasts from the ground up to tell your story. By partnering with individuals and business alike, Fende Media brings you communication to life through podcast services.